0: are you eating <laughs> um there are they really not
1: loud only a little i don't know how they pick up in your actual microphone I don't either i guess we're gonna find out
0: i won't chew them I during so. during the podcast i'm eating That's cracker fair. nuts
1: oh um, what are cracker nuts just
0: like nuts
1: the that are very crunchy
0: cracker like a fried shell
1: oh interesting mm-hmm. um I don't know.
0: There's something that we had growing up, a lot, because we're like,
1: I don't know. Did your mom bring there? them for you?
0: No, we picked some up before she got here, and then she got here, nice. and I was like, "Do you want some of these? They're from our childhood." And she's like, "No, I can't eat those. I don't have any teeth." <laughs> 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 I was like, "What?" <laughs> and then we went into a conversation <laughs> I about don't dentists.
1: Have any teeth. So, ah. Uh... <laughs> i don't have any teeth
0: yeah i was like uh <laughs> what
1: <laughs> but i bought them for you because of my childhood
0: oh, right. So, <laughs> anyways now i get to eat them all
1: yum lucky you mm-hmm. cool so cool how are you cracker nuts yeah. i'm good i drank like 30 minutes ago uh some hot chocolate Ooh. And I must have drank it too fast, because now I just have an upset stomach. (laughs) Like, I'm nauseous from it. (laughs) Do you ever do that? Like, you drink something hot too fast, and then you're just like, ugh. Yeah. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that does happen. we'll see. sad. I'm sorry. It's never fun. It's
1: okay. It was delicious. I see an airplane. Oh. It's random. It's my random observation. Well, are you ready? Yeah, hang on okay <laughs> she's gotta eat a few more cracker nuts <laughs> for all you people to hear she's gonna make like a beatbox song with cracker nuts
0: oh no, i'm not that skilled
1: <laughs> i like my cracker nuts and i cannot lie they go crunchy crunchy <laughs> i don't i've got nuts. crunch 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 cracker nuts crunch my
0: cracker nuts, nuts.
1: we're all about those cracker nuts.
0: cracker nuts crunch 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 <laughs>
1: Hello animal lovers! Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole.
0: And I'm Jayla. We just want to remind everyone that we are not professionals, just animal enthusiasts. We love learning about them, talking about them, and discovering new ones.
1: And all the crazy things that they can do. There are so many animals out there, and they are all so different. If we are misinformed, please email us at animalfactspodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com so we can correct ourselves.
0: Some of the things we say may also just be our opinions. So
1: just a reminder, we are enthusiasts, not professionals. Thanks Thanks for for joining us. us. Enjoy! Alright, well, welcome animal lovers to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole.
0: And I'm Jayla.
1: And we're just having a grand old time. Jayla was snacking and now we're gonna get cracking. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I I don't know. What's our personal question, Jayla? Uh,
0: our personal question today is, sorry, um, would you rather live in a treehouse or live in a cave?
1: Probably a treehouse. Why? Um, I've seen some really cool treehouses and I think it'd be fun to like swing around and climb and make like really cool bridges between trees and make it like really cool and big and fun and i would be too scared of like the cave being too dark and collapsing and getting lost <laughs> that's fair i feel like tree houses for me were just seem way more fun if i had to camp out in a cave to survive i would but i think i would if I had to live in one, I would have more fun living in a really decked out, cool treehouse.
0: That makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I could see that. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You? I, um, I chose cave actually, nice. because I think of treehouses and I feel like people could just come around and chop down my tree, <laughs> <laughs> and I would just be yelling from my treetop and be like get off my tree (laughs) and then they'd be like do you hear that i don't hear anything and they just keep chopping you know yeah whereas like at least in the cave i would have a one-way entrance you
1: know i don't know maybe you have multiple
0: true maybe my cave is like animal caves where they have multiple dens
1: yeah maybe so. Until someone throws like explosives in there to bring down the mountain. Yeah. Well,
0: you know what? I could put or explosives at the bottom avalanche. of your tree too. A rock avalanche.
1: A rock Sounds like a. Good I mean, song. with the tree, <laughs> you could at least have a good vantage point of people, and you could just throw stuff at them.
0: True, and you could also. Swing. Or like you could
1: like Tarzan swing and knock them down.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I guess that's a good point.
1: I don't know. I think tree houses would be more fun, but I would happily visit you in your cave house. Thanks.
0: Thanks. Mm-hmm. I also really like rocks, so maybe that's Rockical. where I'm like rocks, but I also really like wood. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what's our animal? <laughs> is it a <laughs> mammal?
1: <laughs> it doesn't have a day in <laughs> It is not a mammal. Ooh. And it does not have an A in it. Uh I was looking to see if I see any A's. Its scientific name has one A in it, but its common name does not have any.
0: Well, I hope my random animal fact is not the same as your animal.
1: We'll find out. If it is, I will be super surprised.
0: (laughs) I think that would be funny. Uh,
1: Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, So your first question. Is, what is one of Australia's most threatened critters?
0: Oh, it's definitely not the animal I picked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> threatened critters? hmm I had to say critters, so I didn't give away anything. But it is one of Australia's most threatened little, little critters. Is it a mouse? Nope. <laughs> okay. It's... What animal's scientific name got named after a create a curator 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 curator? Thanks, a curator at the Sydney Museum.
0: Oh, uh, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I can tell you its scientific name too. I just won't pronounce it properly because that's it's, okay. It's a. Phileodes imperialis smithersi, and the smithersi is what part of its scientific name is named after a previous curator at the Sydney Museum. I don't know. Are you ready for your is third it, one? Wait,
0: oh. wait. Is it a crustacean thing? No. Okay.
1: What animal, when threatened, it reveals a set of hidden fake teeth to frighten predators away?
0: Is it the tooth thing? The, the tooth,
1: tooth thing? What <laughs> <laughs> <It's... laughs> <One> tooth thing? <laughs> is it the fish with the teeth? Oh! The fish with like those human teeth? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is it the tooth thing? This is so specific. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. About... <laughs> Those are real teeth in those fish. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't look at it long enough to be like. It's terrifying that those fish have like human like teeth. It's terrifying. Listeners, if you don't know what we're talking
0: about, you should just look up human teeth fish. (laughs) Human.
1: Be prepared. It's a good Halloween Google because it's terrifying. Mm, Fish with human teeth. You may not want to swim for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, uh, so it's not that. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have any other guesses? Is it a dingo? No, it's not a mammal.
0: Oh yeah, it's not a mammal. No, I don't. I don't have any more guesses.
1: Uh, when I was looking up animals to do, I typed in masked animals. And this was one of the ones I found. So that's what inspired. Masked
0: animals. Yeah, like
1: animals that look like they're wearing a mask. Like raccoons look like they're wearing a mask, you know? Oh, Or like, okay. I was like certain uh, butterflies alien? almost look like masks in a way, you know? Things like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: All I could think was alien masks. And I was like, what?
1: <laughs> no, just animals that look like they have like a mask or a face or like something to like different, you know? That's what I what what inspired this animal. You ready? I'm ready. All right, drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like an underwater drum roll. I don't know. That's like underwater? the tooth fish drum roll. <laughs> it is the southern pink underwing moth.
0: Oh, oh, you did a moth.
1: I did a moth.
0: Ooh. Specifically
1: because of the caterpillar that it is before it becomes a moth. Ooh. When is this the
0: one that you wanted to do and then you were like, ugh?
1: No. So I actually discovered this one yesterday when I was trying oh. to figure out. I had a list of, like, five different things. It's like, I don't know if I want, like, what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I debated on doing, like, wolves as in, like, werewolves. Or oh, I tried right. – I was thinking of doing, like, bull terriers because of Frankenweenie. Oh, um, true. Which was my, my runner-up. If I couldn't get enough information on this moth, I was going to do bull terriers. Um, okay. And there was, like, a dragonfly, like a Halloween dragonfly I was looking at. So Ooh. there was a few yeah. – that were on my list, and then I like typed in like masked animals, and then this one showed up, and I was like, "This looks insane!" So you gotta Google it because they look like they have a skull on their bodies when they curl into their defensive positions. You have to wait. What's so, it called? Southern pink underwing moth caterpillar. They're super cool. Like those Mexican skull candy, like sugar skulls that people oh, make. Oh, sugar skulls, yeah. They look like they have one of those printed on them. It's super cool. All right, so while Jayla looks confused at her what computer screen, heck? staring What's at this caterpillar on? trying to figure out what it's doing, I'm going to give everyone and her um, a little bit of information about them and explain what they look like so everyone who's not Googling them kind of knows what they look like. And I'll explain why they look so weird when they're curled up like that.
0: They look. They do look like they have masks. They look like they have like the tiki masks on. Yeah, or they, like okay. the wooden ones.
1: It's super cool the looking though. Paint. And you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> they look like a little skull with like crazy colored eyes. Okay.
0: They do have crazy eyes. So
1: color. the pink underwing moth, or the, is found in North America that is found in north america is not the same as the pink underwing moth found in australia so they're different species um, the australian moth is a different genus and species and it's really rare and hard to find while the north american one is like super common and can, found, can be found in eastern parts of the continent so i want to make that clear first is that we're talking about the specifically the southern pink underwing moth Um, of australia because they have like relatives that are in the same like group but we're talking about a specific subspecies of it that's like very rare um so and then while doing this information i like kept finding like crossovers between the subspecies of the southern pink underwing one and like the other ones so if any information kind of gets crossed over i apologize now i did my best (laughs) And because it's super rare and super hard to find, there's still a lot of people don't know about it. So I also do at some point talk about just moths in general um, because they're very similar in certain things that they do. All right, so it's appearance for everyone who didn't Google it. Um, the young caterpillars are dull brownish color or they can kind of be like a little red. Um, and most caterpillars are pretty small, like, normal caterpillars, and its head is, like, indistinct. However, um, right behind its head are a couple of, like, fleshy segments, and it has, um, like, these white tooth-like markings that feature, like, teeth, and then two large blue eye looking ones with prominent black pupils, and then also sometimes has like yellow rings on it. So when it curls up in a defensive position, it looks uh, like a skull. And it looks like sharp teeth and eyes staring back at you to scare away predators. When it's just like walking around like a normal caterpillar, it just looks like a little dried up leaf.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so the when it the pictures that you pull up are usually yeah. in its defensive mode. Exactly. With its, it's curled with the face and up. Okay, so. so its head would be at like the bottom of that mask.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like where it kind of like the big chunk of it like touches the mm-hmm. rest of its belly portion. That's like mm-hmm. its head is tucked up in there. Um, uh, so okay, when it's okay. un- not in defensive position, it's just like it looks like a normal caterpillar. It's just kind of brown and leafy looking, so it looks like. Mm-hmm. A shriveled dead leaf to make it unenticing. (laughs) But when it does get threatened, that's when it curls up and looks like it could bite ya. Okay. So that's why it looks weird. So that whole skull thing is not its head. (laughs) That's on its back portion. Oh. Um, So then when it becomes a moth, it resembles a dead leaf as well. So it's kind of brownish in color. But when its wings move, it reveals a bright pink spot and then it's also got some white colorings on it as well so it's like super pretty and it's to distract and like startle predators as well so it can has time to get away um if it doesn't get away with just looking like a leaf so and then the moth when it's an adult can get anywhere from 12 to 16 inches or centimeters in size inches that would be terrifying (laughs) That would
0: be terrifying. That's a
1: bird at that point. (laughs) Yeah. If
0: you're not already afraid of moths, you would be now.
1: (laughs) Yes. 12 to 16 centimeters, which is very large for a moth. Um, So it is actually one of Australia's largest moths as well. Um, Not only like one of the most endangered, but one of the most, like one of the largest as well. It's history. Um, so its relative, I was talking about earlier, one of its relatives is the fruit-piercing moth and also just the pink underwing moth, not the southern pink underwing. Um, so they, the fruit-piercing moth flies into tropical fr- fruit orchards and, like, sucks the juices out of the fruit. Um, and then the pink underwing moth in North America that's not related to it um, looks like it, but it's a little bit different. And then it's also got the... Um, they're, like, all from the same family, but the southern one is a subspecies, which is more specific, and the way that they distinguish between the fruit-sucking one and the pink under one and the southern pink one is the their eating habits. That's how they're oh. able to distinguish the difference between them.
0: So huh. it's not what they look like?
1: I'm... One hundred. I'm not 100 sure because I googled what the other ones look like, and they all look similar.
0: Oh, interesting. Hmm.
1: So I think they're similar looking. I think they vary in size and color slightly, but they do look similar.
0: So Um, you've really got to know your moths, and you got to keep an eye on them to watch them eat.
1: Exactly, and like the fruit sucking one or fruit piercing one, like has like they were saying has like this weird like barreled nose that like can like drive into fruit to get the fruit while other ones just wait for fruit that's already rotting or like leaking mm. juices um so some of them like some of them just have basically like a screwdriver on their end of their nose <laughs> or like a drill like <laughs> an electric drill mm. um but yeah that's how they are able to distinguish is based on their eating habits and stuff and then they vary a bit from size and color so um but they so its cousins were um first described by herbert druce in 1888 so a really long time ago but then the southern pink underwing moth species was discovered and identified by a csiro team in 1988 so like a hundred ish years later (laughs) Huh. I don't know if that's, like, like if that's correct or not. It's just what I found. Yeah, um, yeah. But they discovered it on, like, a scenic res- reserve, and they were, like, trying to make sure to protect it because they're like, what is this? Um, and then as a general fact of moths in general, they were believed to first evolve, um, like, evolved first, and fossils suggest that they might be about 200 million years old.
0: So what moths
1: have been around for a really long time.
0: 200 million years old. Yeah. 200 million. Yeah, they've had a long million.
1: time. <laughs> million. Moth Um So, their and conservation <laughs> is that the southern... I think all of the species of the pink underwing moth might be endangered, but specifically the one we're talking about is very endangered. Um, And it's, like, listed as endangered, threatened, all those things. So they actually have these really cool projects and activities that they're doing trying to, like, bring it back and protect it. And so they're trying to locate breeding sites and raise community awareness to, like, save them and protect them. One project has... um, A goal to target and propagate 10,000 young corona? Cariona? It's a type of vine. It's what they use to eat. It's their food. So it's like a vine plant. Um,
0: They're not just going around saving (laughs) corona, like the beer?
1: (laughs) Caronia? Caronia, maybe? Um, So it's a type of vine and it's what they use to eat and like plant their eggs and things. Um, And that specific plant is like really hard to come by in like oh. the nature almost and it's like slowly dissipating and so they're trying to grow more of it to make it so that the caterpillars have more homes to eat and to have babies and to become butterfly or not butterflies Mods. become moths <laughs> and stuff like that so um I the aim to is to distribute the moth. lung the the lung vines the young vines across Uh, suitable landholders in southeast Queensland and northern New South Wales. And it says that given over 75% of the rainforest and vines in the Sunshine Coast region are found on private land, they need (laughs) to get landholders to play a vital role in protecting the species. Um, So they're trying to get, like, the people who own this land to plant more of this plant and to protect these caterpillars and moths and get their involvement in their protection for this threatened species. Because a lot of the landowners are the ones that have the land for this plant. So and not sell it to just develop it and stuff. So that makes sense. Yeah. So that is the conservation efforts they're in danger, but they have projects that are working on protecting them. That's cool. Yeah. So like we said, they eat the Cariona vines, which is what the caterpillars eat only. And as far as the adult moths, I'm not sure if they also only eat those vines or if they also feed on soft fruits. I got mixed information because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if, like, it was the southern one specifically or the other ones that eat the fruits. I was like, I don't know. So that makes sense. Yes. Um, but that's why. Either way. I- Mm-hmm. They have to
0: eat their fruits and veggies.
1: Yes. Their leafy greens. Um, so their threats and predators, because there's not a whole lot about their diet and hunting, <laughs> uh, is the biggest thing is their habitat is going away. So that's their biggest threat. Um, and it's not just from like humans taking over the rainforests and developing it for agricultural reasons or anything, but it's also from weed invasion and mm. from exotic vine species and like non-native and like very invasive plant species that are taking over and like basically destroying the vines um and then also it's becoming like the rainforests are being used for domestic stock or shelter for gate like grazing animals mm. um another thing that kind of contributes is like People just don't know much about these moths and caterpillars, so it's, like, insufficient understanding of their taxonomy and, like, just in general their species. So it's really hard to know the best ways to help them or protect them because they're just so rare. Um, And then their more natural predators, other than weeds and stuff, is, like, snakes or birds or, like, Mm. other animals that eat insects and caterpillars or moths.
0: Yeah, um, anything that eats them. Mm-hmm. Um, anything and everything.
1: Pretty much. That aren't scared from their skulls. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other thing is because there's so few of them, it's really hard for adults to encounter each other regularly, so it's hard for them to mate. Mm. So there's fewer and fewer babies. Sad. Yeah.
0: They're just going around singing the I'm So Lonely song.
1: I know. All they're... Frozen videos. No good Wi Fi. <laughs> One is the
0: loneliest number that you ever see.
1: <laughs> so their environment, um, where do you think they're found in Australia? Like what kind of environment? Uh, I was gonna say Australia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I don't know, you said uh probably like I don't know, you said people's back private property, so maybe like in foresty areas?
1: Yeah. Um, So they're found in subtropical rainforests, which is below 600 meters elevation. Okay. So basically rainforests. Um, And their potential breeding habitat is restricted to areas where the caterpillar's food plant, um, which Mm -hmm. is the specific vine, that native vine, occurs only in subtropical rainforest. So if that vine can survive somewhere, then you can move that caterpillar slash moth to wherever that food is going to be. So as long as the carina, whatever that vine plant is called, mm-hmm. if it can survive, then the moth and caterpillar has a home.
0: That makes sense. Um,
1: but it really only does well in the subtropical rainforest. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because they require like low light conditions and like they need the like the leaves that stay unsofter, like they don't get too hard and they're not too soft and it's like shady from the sun um, and it's moist. so
0: they're not too hard not too soft.
1: <laughs> the just perfect
0: right.
1: Perfect consistency of a leaf.
0: They are the Goldilocks caterpillar
1: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit <laughs> with their leaves. So that's their environment is rainforests where those vines grow. Because <laughs> um, they, if they're in an area that's too sunny, then the eggs dry out. So then they never hatch okay. for one. So
0: then they turn into raisins.
1: But then they can't be too low to the ground, otherwise the weeds destroy their food. Um, so their behavior for a caterpillar, <laughs> it's really hard to find stuff about their behavior. Honestly, it was really hard to find a lot of stuff about this caterpillar.
0: I um, believe it. I had <laughs> never heard about it until you said it today.
1: So. I know. I also never heard about it until I saw it yesterday. And I was like, this thing is cool looking. I want to talk about it. <laughs> and it's endangered, so it needs to be talked about. It's true. Um. So the caterpillar relies on... Um. What is it called, Cripis? Cripises? Ah. Basically, it relies on the ability Kripises. to. Crepes. <laughs> Crepes. It relies on cripes. Crepies. Crepies, sister, oh. you're really strong. Crepies. Ah, crepies. <laughs> uh, sounds like crisis. Like, I mean they're going a through their bit. midlife crisis. Kripis. I'm experiencing crisis. Um, but it's the ability to avoid detection by predators so basically being able to blend in so it looking like a dried leaf Uh, so camouflage
0: Mm -hmm. not crepes (laughs) I'm having Um, a crisis in camouflage (laughs)
1: Oh, crepes Yes. so that's what it does a lot is it just kind of hangs out like a dead leaf (laughs) hoping to not be noticed so it can just kind of keep on eating and munching and growing until it's ready to become a moth. Um, oh, crepes! Yes. So to explain how it protects itself when it does feel threatened, uh, this is how the caterpillar like moves and tucks its head. Um, so there's like those different segments of its body. So it bends and tucks basically like its couple of like top segments, its head, and that, and it tucks it into its body by curling it in. And as it's curling it in, it's stretching the skin on its backside, um, which reveals the, what it says, previously concealed eye spots and teeth. Um, and then that's then what is exposed, is that, like, stretched out skin bite tucking and stretching, which looks like that skull. And then that often will startle animals long enough to either not eat them because it looks like maybe it could be like a lizard that might bite me or fight back or it's like what um so that's how it protects itself and that's what it's doing when it does feel threatened and when it's not it's just eating and growing and then the adult moths do the same thing they just eat and try to find a mate And if they do, they're successful, then they lay their eggs, or they just keep flying around and finding food, and they are nocturnal. So they're up in those nocturnal times. Nocturnal times. Yeah.
0: When you said they do the same thing, I was like, they don't curl up.
1: No, they flash their pink spot. (laughs) Mm, That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That, like, danger color.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So that's... Hmm. That's what they do. They blend okay. in by so, looking like a leaf or they confuse everyone by being brightly colored.
0: Okay. So you cannot see the skull eye shape when they're just like inching along. Correct. Right?
1: Correct. Okay. So when they're just walking around like a normal caterpillar, it just looks like a weird brownish thing. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So you only see their skull when they curl up.
0: When they're scared. Mm-hmm. When they're defensive. Yeah. Yeah. That explains why you can get so many photos of them, because they're always
1: defense. Exactly. <laughs> they're always like, ah. get um, that camera out of my face. Yeah. All right. So for their life cycle, mating and babies, basically, and like how they go from being a caterpillar to a moth, um, I couldn't find anything specific for like this specific caterpillar and moth. So I have oh, a no. general, like how... Moths, in general, find mates and go from caterpillars to moths. And it also covers, like, caterpillars to butterflies.
0: When a moth and a moth love each other very much, (laughs) they go and make a baby caterpillar.
1: (laughs) Pretty much. If they can find one another, that's the trick.
0: (laughs) True, true.
1: And Um, one day, a
0: caterpillar will turn into a beautiful, but, I mean, moth.
1: (laughs) Or a butterfly
0: oh (laughs) caterpillars
1: can be either
0: i guess that's true
1: just Hmm. depends on your (laughs) jeans how many legs do caterpillars have so how many how do they wear their jeans (laughs) in their denna (laughs) can you imagine all those little flies (laughs) For
0: like, they're moths, not
1: flies. (laughs) (laughs) They're caterpillars, not larvae. (laughs) They're trying to fly. That's why they need the genes. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't get them off. (laughs) So I can't can't get them off? (laughs) <laughs> no
0: when you're like stuck in your jeans you know yeah. like your skinny jeans <laughs> you yeah. can't get them off
1: <laughs> oh gosh anyways <laughs> I just imagine a caterpillar now with like basically a bunch of like knee high denim socks that look like jeans right Yes. or yes. it's like one big thing that has like a giant zipper up the middle and it's like a bunch of little leg holes <laughs> yeah Instead Super of pockets, there's little leg holes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So <laughs> moth sex. Ooh. <laughs> um. So female moths produce a sex pheromone, uh, which is a different blend of chemicals for each species, which mm. attracts males from a distance. I don't know how big of a distance. I don't. But know they sniff if you them can out. Go the distance. <laughs> um. Yes. So then males detect these chemicals with exquisitely sensitive hair like structures in their antenna. And then these hairs contain specialized neurons and nerve cells that express pheromone receptors, I'm which sorry. are activated when they bind to individual pheromone components.
0: Did you say nerf cells? Like nerf gun? Oh.
1: Nerve I cells?
0: Heard. I heard nerf gun. Like... It's Nerf
1: or nothing.
0: <laughs> They're like bright orange. A <laughs> yes. little dark. Pew pew. With the little blue ends. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Checking out all those denim <laughs> jeans and trying to shoot them with the Nerf. <sighs> <laughs> Anyways. Now I'm imagining, like, they have, like, their full, like, Nerf, (laughs) like, those fancy (laughs) Nerf guns and they're, like, fully loaded and, like, the automatic ones and they're, like, all wearing, like, their denim (laughs) jeans now.
0: It's like a paintball fight, but with Nerf guns.
1: Yes. And they're a bunch of moths trying to make caterpillars. (laughs) Oh, gosh. That would be a funny, like, cycle, like, moth life cycle drawing of like eggs to caterpillar with jean like denim jeans on to yeah. like females like perfuming and then males with like all of their nerf <laughs> back to the eggs all their nerf equipment anyways <clears throat> right. i like it so. i like it yes and then, as I said earlier, different species have different pheromone receptors, and so the ability to most accurately smell females of the same species prevents attraction to other females, which I think is kind of cool. So, because they all produce, like, based on the species, they produce different chemical like, pheromones, the males can only receive, like, find, like, the res- like, get their same species smell to react to it you know nice yeah so that they don't sense. get confused
0: <laughs> wait a second you're not my type
1: <laughs> you're not the right you don't have a skull where's those your are pink branch? Wrong-
0: those are the wrong jeans
1: <laughs> wrong jeans wrong denna um you're a corduroy <laughs> <laughs> your sweatpants you're jeggings
0: the real fake jeans the
1: truest of the fake jeans
0: (laughs) and then we got the cargos over here (laughs) don't know what they're doing
1: (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) based on the pants they wear (laughs) and like the nerf guns they have (laughs) depends (laughs) on if they are a match (laughs) oh gosh okay so if they're successful in finding partners then they mate and they lay eggs and then those eggs hatch which turn into caterpillars and then they eat and they grow until they make their cocoon. cocoon so i was like is it a cocoon or a chrysalis because Ooh. a bunch of people are like, cocoons and chrysalises. And I was like, is there a difference? Does it matter?
0: What's I want to make
1: sure I do the right thing. So we're going to talk a little bit about the difference between a cocoon and a chrysalis. Do you cocoons. know a difference? I didn't.
0: Cocoon. No. <laughs>
1: okay. So cocoons are specific to moths, while chrysalises oh. are formed by butterflies. Ooh. So if someone they says, like, this butterfly has a cocoon. That's false. The butterfly has a chrysalis. (laughs) So, and the difference between them, other than the fact that one is specific to one and the other is to the other, is that moths spin silk around themselves and then molt inside the silk casing, which is the cocoon, um, and that provides extra warmth and protection from the surrounding environment, which is pretty cool. And you can usually find cocoons attached to the sides of, like, something buried underground or leaf litter or, like, to the side of something. And then chrysalises, on the other hand, are not silk. The butterflies molt into a chrysalis, which is a hard exoskeleton covering that protects the developing butterfly. Hmm,
0: that's cool. Yeah.
1: And then beneath it, the chrysalises are typically found hanging from something for like, so the, yeah, they basically yeah, yeah, yeah. hold on to something from the bottom with like their last little, like couple of legs feet right. and then they like form it so they're like hanging upside down from like butt to head
0: <laughs> right right yeah mm-hmm. like a bat yeah kind of yeah
1: yeah and then they molt. Hmm. that's so, cool while in the cocoon you ready to cocoon. hear about how what happens in the cocoon how a caterpillar turns itself into a moth slash a butterfly <laughs> yes. it's crazy. Okay, so I feel first, like this is
0: gonna get kind of creepy.
1: Oh, it, it's very, you know, uh. it's very t- good timing for Halloween. Fake
0: um, crawling.
1: So the caterpillar digests itself. So it releases enzymes to <laughs> dissolve all of its tissue, which basically makes like this weird goop caterpillar soup. <laughs> Ew. But what? the contents of it Aren't like entirely like soup mess Like just liquid There are like certain highly organized Groups of cells known as uh, Imaginical Discs <laughs> Imaginary cells Imagina- Imaginal It's I-M-A-G-I-N-A-L um, Imaginary cells <laughs> Discs um, Which survive the digestive Process so before hatching, they're imaginary. <laughs> before hatching, when a caterpillar is still developing inside of its egg, it, so this is like back before it, it's in oh, its cocoon, okay. it's like, okay. it's in its egg developing. So before hatching, while it's developing in the egg, it grows these discs for each of its adult body parts that it needs to mature into a butterfly or a moth. So it's like, basically, it's the cells that tell, like, what its eyes, wings, legs, antennas are going to look like, those kinds of things. It's essentials. It's genes, if you will. (laughs) 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 So, in some species, these discs remain dormant throughout the caterpillar's life, while in other species, the discs begin to take shape of the adult body parts. Um, Even before the caterpillar or butter, yeah, the caterpillar forms a chrysalis or cocoon. So, some caterpillars actually do have tiny little wings tucked inside their bodies, but you wouldn't know by looking at them, which I think is so crazy. Um, That is cute. Right? (laughs) It's truly like the caterpillar from Bugs Life. It really
0: is. His little wings (laughs) just, like, pop up.
1: Yeah. So, once the caterpillar back into its cocoon chrysalis phase, so... Uh Once the caterpillar has disintegrated all of its tissue, except for these discs, the discs of the goopy caterpillar soup, because it's they're very high in protein, they use it to fuel the rapid cell division, requiring it to form their wings, antenna, legs, eyes, genitals, all of the stuff that makes it an adult butterfly or moth. So, <clears throat> for example, these discs could start out with only like 50 cells, In the beginning, but then, as they use them, it increases to more than, like, 50,000 cells by the end of its metamorphosis. Yeah. And it depends on the species, so certain caterpillars, like, muscles and sections of nervous cells are largely preserved in the adult. But that's all dependent on species.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Isn't that
1: crazy?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? I do just imagine this, like, caterpillar curling up and becoming what did you say a cocoon Mm -hmm. and he gets like this little cocoon sack (laughs) and then inside he just like dissolves into all of these little uh discs but Mm -hmm. i imagine them turning into like little frisbees (laughs) yeah and then the frisbees just start multiplied and then all of a sudden they form a mass i don't know yeah that's that's how i like imagine it this frisbee goop
1: (laughs) the caterpillar goop soup (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes.
0: All encased in a cocoon.
1: So it's like, itty bitty. <laughs> yes. Isn't that so crazy, though? Like, they literally digest themselves, and then these chunks of cells hold all the info they need to form the genes <laughs> to form its moth. And then they, like, reform into this new creature. So they basically are growing a new human. Or not human, a new insect again.
0: Yeah. It's crazy.
1: And they just multiply. It's so crazy, because imagine that as a human, like, humans grow, right? And then we push them out, and, like, they grow to, like, if then we grow to a certain point and we're just eating, and then we, like, cocoon ourselves, and then we digest ourselves and disintegrate, and then there's just, like, chunks of our DNA floating around, like, knowing what to do, and then just... Massively makes more, and then we reform into like a new weird superhuman version of ourselves with wings, and you know,
0: yeah, that'd be kind of weird. I Maybe don't know what I would do with myself. Also, <laughs> do you think they keep the same brain?
1: They do. I talk about that. Oh, okay,
0: that was my question. Yeah. I'm like, so
1: they're not like
0: their brain dissolves. Thing.
1: They're the then... same, same caterpillar. They have their memories. <laughs> It's so crazy
0: Ah uh, but that means that caterpillars that met as caterpillars would remember their moth buddies
1: they would I think I have a book about that Oh I have to look It's like they're two friends and they're they get separated and be like so the cute. one friend returns and it's like a butterfly and it's like what but they still remember who they are. okay So you wanted to know if they could remember? Here is our, not our new segment, but we're to the Cool Weird Facts segment.
0: Ooh, so, so do they have a brain? Do like, I?
1: If I only had a brain.
0: <laughs> yes, thank you.
1: Um, all right, so one study they did, uh, so it said, like, one study even suggests that moths remember what they've learned in their later stages of life as a caterpillar. Specifically, oh. 78% of the caterpillars, um, like, they had a bunch of caterpillars, like this study. And so 78% of those caterpillars were shocked directly after being exposed to, um, avoid a compound in, like, this test during their larval stage. Then the tests were conducted inside a Y-shaped pipe that allowed the animals to choose an area smelling either of ethanol or of unadulterated air. After about a month, um, After the caterpillars had metamorphosized, the adult moths were given the same choice, and then the 77% of them avoided the ethanol pipe, um, which suggests that the lessons learned as a caterpillar is remembered as an adult. Hmm. So, people always thought that during metamorphosis, the caterpillars turn to soup, um, and all their ingredients are rearranged into a butterfly or moth. But clearly, that's not what happens, because parts (laughs) of their brain are retained that allow memories to persist through this traumatic event. (laughs) This transition. Um, Which is just so crazy. So, like, they were basically shocked and then also presented with, like, these choices. And, like, the ones that got shocked remember being shocked and avoided, like, that thing. And then the ones that were presented with these, like, choices of smells, they were like, nah. So they do remember
0: That is pretty cool.
1: They also think that that's maybe like why they know where to have like lay their eggs because they're like, oh, this is the food that I ate, so this is familiar to me and stuff. So, yeah.
0: I like this leaf. Maybe my child would like this leaf. This leaf, it's a nice leaf.
1: It is a nice leaf. I shall leave you here (laughs) with your jeans. (laughs) With my jeans.
0: Oh, that's a mouthful.
1: <laughs> of leaf. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how long they live. I couldn't find any answer about their oh, lifespan. Okay. And that's because they're just really, really rare. Not moths in oh, general, okay. but this specific moth. And then I didn't look up moths in general. How in general moths. Okay. So as for famous ones, I'm saving my famous ones for story time. <clears throat> Um, so I couldn't find any specific stories or famous ones on our specific southern pink underwinged moth. But I did find some folklore about moths in general. So moths in general are uh, a popular, are, it says it's, they're not exactly a popular insect within folklore because they're typically viewed as either messengers from the dead or symbols of death
0: that makes sense yeah
1: um but here's where like the story slash the famous one gets really good so there's a local legend in west virginia i'm gonna just read this to you you ready yes (laughs) In November of 1966, eerie things began to occur in the small town of Point Pleasant. Strange lights in the sky, mysterious men in black, and a flying red-eyed creature called Mothman changed this small West Virginia town forever. On November 12th of 1966, in West Virginia, a group of grave diggers working in a cemetery spotted something strange. They glanced up from their work as something huge soared over their heads. It was massive fig- it was a massive figure that was moving rapidly from tree to tree. Just three days after the gravedigger's initial report, two couples noticed a white winged creature about six or seven feet tall standing in front of the car that they were sitting in. Uh, a couple of other people told local paper that the local paper that the beast had bright red eyes and about six inches apart. That were about six inches apart, a wingspan of ten feet, and apparent urge to avoid the bright headlights of the car. According to a witness, the creature was able to fly at incredible speeds, perhaps as fast as a hundred miles per hour. All oh of them gosh. agreed that the beast was a clumsy runner on the ground. They knew this only because it allegedly ch- they allegedly chased their vehicle or it allegedly chased their vehicle to the outskirts of town in the air. Then scuttled into a nearby field and disappeared. <laughs> the Mothman may uh, have never made it beyond the local news if it wasn't for a tragic accident. The Silver oh, Bridge no. collapsed um, Yeah, the Silver Bridge collapsed, killing forty six people, and at this point people connected the collapse of and the sightings. People believed that Mothman only appeared before a tragedy stuck, turning the figure into a bad omen. And then John Keel's book, The Mothman Prophecies, in 1975, helped to popularize this legend. It became a Hollywood film in 2002. Folklorist John Harold Brunvond didn't exactly dismiss the tales, but hinted that something genuine might have sparked the hysteria. Once it got tied up with it, like the existing folklore, the story just took off. <laughs>
0: Ha, it just took off like <laughs> Mothman.
1: Like Mothman. Basically, this local legend's personal villain of Bad Omen. Which that's I'm so just like, weird. that's so terrifying. I wonder how many of those sightings either were just crazy or <laughs> people were just pulling pranks on people. <laughs> what? What do you think they
0: did? Just got like a blanket and like
1: i don't know man but there's there's a museum in west virginia dedicated to mothman it is the mothman museum and there is a link in our resources to go check out their website they it's super creepy looking there is a mothman and there's a mothman statue thank you that was
0: my question
1: they have a statue of Mothman and the website the museum website has a link to a live cam that you can see it of the statue of the statue but it never moves maybe it does you have Why to you watch it live... all the time to
0: know. no. <laughs> now <laughs> But
1: Absolutely that is not. my uh that's my story
0: it's <laughs> your story and you're sticking to it <laughs> I
1: am Okay.
0: <laughs> wait, wait. Do you think Mothman started as like a child and then he <laughs> cocooned himself and then he was reborn as Mothman? Maybe. I,
1: I said earlier, it's like maybe that's how superheroes are born. They cocooned themselves, digested all their bits, and then came back stronger and better.
0: <sighs>
1: Gross.
0: When I become a cocoon and I become Mothwoman, can you please shoot me out of the <laughs> sky?
1: <laughs> because that would just be terrifying. I think it's funny that you automatically are like, I'll cocoon and be a moth. I don't want a chrysalis and be a butterfly. <laughs> I don't feel that special. You're happy special. to be a moth. You know, moths I... are nocturnal, so maybe. So I guess yeah. Josh would be a moth and I would be a butterfly. Because I'm more of a morning person and he's more of a night person. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> if you yeah. become a moth, can I shoot you <laughs> Can you just, like,
0: <laughs> maybe not even shoot me? Maybe if I was big enough for you to really have to use net. a gun. You could use a Nerf gun.
1: A Nerf gun! Get out of those jeans! <laughs> You're a moth! Then I'll be naked! <laughs> maybe not. You're a moth person. You might be just really fuzzy and hairy.
0: Wait a second. Does Mothman have clothes?
1: I don't know. His The art of Mothman is really creepy. <laughs> Like this black, bat shadowy thing with red eyes.
0: Maybe this'll. Will... Oh, it didn't. I'm so knock.
1: excited. Mothman. Da-na-na-na-na. Mothman.
0: He's, he's a villain. Naked. Remember,
1: he's not a superhero. He's a villain.
0: He is a villain.
1: Did <laughs> you find him?
0: He's either in like. He's got abs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the better to fight you with.
0: He's got moth abs. The better
1: to wash your clothes with. Washboard abs.
0: Washboard abs. I don't understand what is going on.
1: (laughs) Mothman, that's what's going on. This
0: is so weird. 1966,
1: everyone. You have
0: to look up Mothman statue at Point Pleasant, West Virginia, (laughs) because it is... (laughs) Who? Who decided... I have to.
1: I think it's funny that they're this. like it's a bad omen. Let's make a statue.
0: Let's make a museum.
1: <laughs> Let's make a museum. I mean the museum sure like it would be like a good touristy spot for Mothman of like their local legend, but like the statue to represent this bad omen that everyone blamed 46 murders on. <laughs> not murders, but deaths. Yeah. Unless of course it was on purpose then it would be murder.
0: Well, and prior to looking it up, I was definitely getting more of, like, a Slender Man, Mothman <laughs> vibe, you know? No, like, he's like a In a Batman. suit with, like, dap- dapper tie <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> That would Mothman. be Butterfly Man. <laughs> like,
1: Tuxedo Butterfly Man.
0: No, yeah, you but would tux- be Tuxedo of. Butterfly Man would also have, like, a colorful suit that's, like,
1: wow. Oh. You know, Oh, and, like, so like, a he's, like, got, like, a really good, like... <laughs> slender like perfectly fit suit and then he like can lift his arms and it's just like this colorful glory
0: yeah and then Mothman has this like hobo suit
1: (laughs) with like patches because Mothman is the villain yeah
0: (laughs) he's got like that five o'clock shadow
1: (laughs) (laughs) but at least he's got those abs doesn't have like the keg (laughs) true 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 (laughs) okay so lightning Anyways, round mothman. i only have two things in the lightning round
0: is it about mothman no now i'm obsessed
1: <laughs> who's your favorite villain mothman he's a real local legend <laughs> i'm gonna get you a mothman shirt one day oh uh, no do it. please <laughs>
0: Can you make Mothman merchandise and sell it on your Etsy? Shop?
1: Mothman has his own merchandise at the museum. <laughs> <laughs> they sell Mothman merchandise. But you could be his number one fan. <laughs> his
0: his number one cocoon.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Oh no. <laughs> I'll be imaginary
1: disc. Okay. It's a lightning round. <laughs> this is a general fact. Both of these are general facts.
0: <clears throat> about moths? About or caterpillars, caterpillars? Or mothman?
1: One of them is about moths, and one of them is about caterpillars. Wait. So, oh.
0: Is there a caterpillar
1: man? I don't know. That's probably what mothman was before he became mothman.
0: I was caterpillar boy, and now I'm mothman. Anyways. I went
1: through puberty. <laughs>
0: I cocooned. I cocooned.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, it is a pretty <laughs> traumatic experience. <laughs> Our own hormones kind of digest and you need to sup alive and change us. Ew. <laughs> okay. Caterpillars have opposable tooth mandibles to chew their oh. food which can be seen with a magnifying glass, which I That's think cool. is very interesting that they do have basically teeth. Hmm. Yep. And then my last. Wait, fact.
0: basically fake teeth. Isn't that what you said at the beginning?
1: Oh, the fake teeth were hit the like little white teeth that look like a skull.
0: Oh, oh different teeth. Okay. Yes. So cool. in
1: general, like these are the uh, actual teeth in their mouths.
0: I thought you were going to say they had thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be terrified.
1: No. Mothman has thumbs, though.
0: (laughs) What if he doesn't?
1: (laughs) He's got, like, the, like, chameleon hands. (laughs) He just has mittens. (laughs) Awkward mittens. (laughs) Like, two mittens sewn together to fit his weird hands.
0: We have six arms. I don't know. Don't man. they have I feel like six Mothman arms? only
1: has two legs and two arms because he looks like a man. <laughs> Maybe he's got like little... Ugh, nope, I don't like that uh, image.
0: Okay, go. Cool. Of like Wait a couple on. of like your... little legs. <laughs> nope. What's your second fact?
1: <laughs> uh, so my last lightning round fact is that my husband Josh calls moths romantic butterflies of the night.
0: That's really cute.
1: Because they're nocturnal. <laughs> So anytime we see a moth at night, he's like, oh, it's a romantic butterfly of the night. So for my last bit is how can we help these endangered animals and moth versus butterfly? So there's four things people can do to help protect this endangered moth, which are really cool. Um, Protect areas of the rainforest habitat that they're in. Support weed control in the areas of the habitat. Encourage regeneration of habitat and protect it with fencing and support your local like or support research and distribution of ecology of the species. So you can donate, you can share things about it, um, learn everything you can. If you live in areas where these animals live, then do your best to like offer and provide their food, which is that vine. Um, and then make sure you're trying to get rid of invasive species and weeds to help them have their food nice <laughs> yeah um and then we have a new link in our link tree of a uh, donation page so anytime jaylen and i talk about like you can donate we now have a link for you to specifically link to donation sites um but you can do your own research on it <laughs> before you use it if you want
0: yes if you don't believe us go check them out and then you can decide for yourself if that's who you want to donate to
1: So, moths versus butterflies. What is the real difference between them? Let's find out, shall we? One
0: is beautiful, and the other is mysterious.
1: (laughs) There you go. One is the tuxedo butterfly man, and one of them is moth man. (laughs) A hobo versus, uh, like, a CEO.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sad. A rugged,
1: handsome CEO.
0: (laughs) But one day, my hobo bear will turn into (laughs) a beautiful moth. I mean, butterfly. (laughs) I got that so wrong.
1: (laughs) All right, so their wings. Butterflies tend to fold their wings vertically and up over their backs. Moths tend to fold their wings in a tent-like fashion that hides their abdomen. Butterflies are also typically larger and have more colorful patterns on their wings. Moths are typically smaller and have drab-colored wings. Their anatomy... Moths have a frenulum, which is a wing coupling device. They, frenulums join the forewings to the hindwings, so the wings can work in unison during flight. Butterflies do not have frenulums, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. And then their behavior. Butterflies are primarily diurnal, which they're up in the daytime, flying around in the daytime. Moths are generally nocturnal, flying at night. However, there are moths that are diurnal, and such as, like, the buck moth, and then there's also some butterflies that uh, can be up at, like, dawn or dusk, so. And then the other difference was the cocoons and chrysalises, which we already talked about, so. Nice. But there you go. There is the southern pink underwing moth and a few other general moth (laughs) facts.
0: And butterfly facts.
1: And some butterfly stuff.
0: So, really, you learned about, like...
1: And Mothman.
0: Six different things?
1: (laughs) (laughs) All because of one that we don't know much about, so I had to tell you about general stuff. That is probably true for this specific one. But they're endangered, they need our love and support, but not too close, because then they'll show you their fake teeth. I love the
0: That's great. Nice. Well thanks Nicole. Thanks for telling us all about your masked creature.
1: (laughs) Yes, they have a mask. And it's really cool looking, everyone. And they change multiple times. So they have like their really cool skeleton looking mask thing that they have. And then Mm -hmm. they change into a completely different animal. And then that animal even has its own little, like, woohoo, look at me, I'm changed. Yeah, yeah. Let me lift my skirt and just, like, distract you. Now go. <laughs> Leave me be. Leave me be. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're cool.
0: They're pretty cool. Cool how They've got their own little man.
1: They do. And Mothman is a villain and terrifying and looks very much like he belongs on the streets at Halloween to scare everyone.
0: What if he had a mask that looked like your moth, or your caterpillar? I guess that was like his
1: Halloween mask. That would be super cool. Honestly, that would be a really cool Halloween mask. They're like their skeleton design thing on their bodies. It looks super cool. It was pretty cool. They're like really vibrant against like their dark coloring, and they're they just cool.
0: Yeah, look at pictures.
1: Yes, do do it.
0: And then draw us pictures. And yeah, then send us pictures. Yeah.
1: Dress, up as a, dress them up as Halloween. Dress up as them for Halloween and send us pictures. Paint your face like them. It would be cool. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. What are you? I'm a southern pink underwing moth caterpillar.
0: Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine one little like toddler child being like,
1: <laughs> so cute. this is
0: what I am.
1: That's it. I'm going to teach my kid how to say it.
0: Nice. Nice.
1: Yes. and then i'll record it and send it to you
0: that'd be so cute
1: it may take me a few years but i'll get him to say it <laughs>
0: <laughs> two years later
1: yep cool cool well until next time stay spooky and happy halloween
0: <laughs> happy halloween
1: bye, bye. Thank you so much for joining us, animal lovers. This has been the Animal Facts Podcast with Nicole. And Jayla. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so we can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you.
0: We are also looking forward to hearing from you, our listeners, so feel free to email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com with facts you want us to cover, facts you want us to correct cool or crazy stories you have involving animals we have talked about in the past or may be talking about in the future or any wild or domesticated (laughs) animals you'd like us to research and add to our list
1: we want to hear from you and feature your stories as well so feel free to email them to us
0: you can also follow us on instagram at animal facts podcast for updates and other random things
1: click the link in the description for our resources merchandise and other cool things
0: Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and supporting us in our animal discoveries and adventures.
1: Our awesome drum roll is provided by my really cool brother and father in law, Ethan and Kent Polson. And a special thanks to my best friend, Jewel, for our music. Until, Until next, next time, time, bye!
0: It doesn't have anything to do with moths, doesn't have anything to do with caterpillars, doesn't have anything to do with Mothman.
1: <laughs> Darn. But I know how much you love him.
0: I do now. Now that I know he's real <laughs> and he's out Can you there,
1: imagine somebody coming forward like years later. Oh yeah, I'm Mothman.
0: Can I, I uh, sit down for I'm an interview?
1: Mothman.
0: <laughs> Hi, I'm Don't Mothman.
1: I'm scared of the light.
0: You have to turn out the lights. <laughs> Um no, but this animal does have wings. So Ooh. I did a little bit of research about why roosters don't crow themselves to death. What? Um so you know how roosters crow, right? Mm-hmm. Um so they actually crow really loudly. Um so it's over 100 decibels, which is roughly the same um Like loudness measurement as a running chainsaw. Oh, yeah. Um, And so then it also went into like people with people who use chainsaws without ear protection do eventually go deaf over time due to the damage of tiny hair cells in Mm -hmm. your inner ear. Um, And because those are damaged, they go deaf, right? Yeah. Chickens have the same thing. Um, So they have tiny ear hairs um but they do not go deaf even from their own crows okay. their own roosting roost <laughs> their, own roosting. their own noise Roasting. um <laughs> yeah their own roasts <laughs> 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 which sounds so bad in so many ways um but they use this because they have um we did like microcomputerized tomography scans so basically they scanned bird skulls and roosters have well all chickens have this little flap that covers their ear um, and that covers it partially and then they have a flap that will um, when they tilt their head up to crow that full flap covers their ear canal um completely so it's basically like a built-in earplug and so, that's yeah. Cool. So when a rooster crows, they're always tilting their head back, and that's partially because they're trying to like project, but also because they are covering their ear. Basically, they're plugging their ears. Um, and then roosters cool. and birds can also regrow any of those damaged hair cells.
1: Ah, what? That's yeah.
0: Not fair. Um. So we can't do that, but yep. Um, so. Roosters don't crow themselves to death. Interesting. That pretty cool. And they're as loud as chainsaws. <laughs> and they're as loud as chainsaws. That's my random animal fact.